0: Welcome to the Unisexual Healing Podcast. Alongside Ms. Go Within, I'm Joe Alexander. We're recording live on uh, Anchor by Spotify. Ms. Go, how you are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing fine. A little tired, but hey, I'm here. Let's do it.
0: All right. So tonight we're going to do a, something a little different. Um, we started uh, wanting to do a seven-part series on the Seven Deadly Sins, We did um, Pride already, but we decided that we're going to talk about um, the rest of the six Deadly Sins tonight in one episode. We're going to do the best we can to break it all down for you. Um, So just sit back and enjoy. Um, So I'm up first and the one I'm going to talk about right now is Greed. So with Greed you know, we all know is a uh, longing for uh, increased desires or whatever that is, whether it's with food, money, uh, status, power. Um, Greed is uh, something that can control you and that can control um, people that is around you. And we've all seen of the different examples of what greed is and uh, what it can do uh, to people. Um, We just, you know, us as people, uh, we just have a um, need to have as much as we need or as as much as we want uh, with anything that, that comes good to us. And so sometimes it gets the best of us Um, and being the best person possible comes with um, situations that uh, can cause people to act out of character. Or sometimes, you know, people has always been naturally greedy, stopping people from accessing some of the things that uh, gives us life. Uh, gives us happiness, um, gives us a source of of comfort. We want all those things too, and so if you're stopping the ability for everyone to have access <laughs> to uh, those things, then you're considered greedy. If we look at politicians, no matter what aisle uh, of of politics uh, that someone serves. Um, their purpose to have what's best for the party that they represent. And so sometimes the sources that these political parties, um, are, are fighting for or whether fighting against, um, comes from greed at times because number one, you represent your party and you want them to have the access, uh, to, to the things that makes them great. But in the interest of everyone that's involved, um, you will want the best. And so if you have a a rival (laughs) such as, you know, another political party, um, you may differ in idealism, um, in way of life, but ultimately you want, you want what's best, For everyone, uh, you know, everyone that's involved in that party. So the motivation is with greed is that I want more than the next person. You don't necessarily think about having equal access, it's just that you want more for yourself or more for your loved ones, more for your family, more, more, more. And so Uh with greed, of course, since we're a solution based podcast, um, it's easy to just say don't be greedy. Well, how do you do that? Um, first of all, you need to rethink why Why is it that you're greedy? What is the cause of it? Right? Is it that you've been deprived over a um a Long amount of time of, of, of certain things that you didn't have access to was that part of the motivation? Um, that, that needs to be taken up un, uh, under consideration. So, whatever the motivation is, you have to like re examine, resurface, rethink everything, and with greed. You'll never you'll never see that stop. You're going to see greedy people all the time. They're out there in the world. You may know some people personally with greed. But the bottom line is, is that ideally, everyone should have access to the finer things in life, whether it's money, peace, happiness, whatever. But if you're stopping someone from accessing uh, those pleasures, then you're part of the problem, obviously, because you're part of greed. Ms. Gold, what you got?
1: Thank you for that. Um thorough explanation of greed. Um, before I get into gluttony, which is a perfect um transition from greed, um, I kinda wanna give context to what we're we're doing here. Okay. So we're doing the which was going to be seven part but i asked that we only did it in two um two shows just to kind of condense it for you all to not overwhelm you but the whole point of kind of um giving a rundown on the seven deadly sins right so if we if we break down sin sin is like sinning against your true nature your true spirit um your true purpose right and what the sin the offense, quote unquote, actually does is it causes you to transgress, causes you to, um, not feel whole. Right. And our spirits and our bodies actually will testify against us. Right. will be like, when it comes to greed, it's like you feeling like it's still not enough. Like your, your spirit and your mind is telling you it's still not enough. So you want more. And so with all of these sins that we're going to cover, there's going to, inside of yourself, you're going to feel like you still ain't whole. So that is basically what sin causes, you to not feel whole because you're moving away and away and away from your true nature. So I kind of wanted just to give that so you guys can understand where we're going with this. We're not sitting up here trying to be preachy and anything like that. We're just giving you... Um, different perspective um, of what these things can cause if you feel like you're in an area of your life where you are feeling disconnected, okay? So um, going straight into gluttony, the actual definition of gluttony is habitual greed and also excess in eating, okay? So because he pretty much covered like the ideal of what greed is, area of um, excess eating and doing other things in excess. So obviously, clear, we've seen it, um, if not within ourselves, overeating. Um, we've seen it with other people. We've seen what it can cause. And when you are being gluttonous, sometimes you ain't even hungry. We've all had that time where we're just kind of like, I just want something to eat because I just want something to eat or you fix a meal or you buy a meal and you buy in a bunch of stuff over the, even the size of your stomach. Like they say our stomachs is supposed to be the size of our fist. And we know that that plate or two or three is over what we should be doing. That is being gluttonous. That is taking in more than what you need to take in um, because, you're either lacking self-discipline, you're either sat, it's coming from somewhere. In other words, okay, Um, what that act of gluttony actually does is it hurts the human body. So the stomach's going to tell you, hey, I'm hurting, I'm full, you doing too much. Or um, you could start getting some type of uh, diseases. You know, we already know Um, When we're overdoing things, some people get diabetes and different types of things, and this comes from having a gluttonous way. Um, And not all the time. Sometimes, some things are genetic, some things just happen upon, just, you know, life happens. Um, Gluttonous also is, again, a lack of self- discipline, um, not having self-control, or you're also trying to control an outcome, right? You feel like Eating is what gives you, is something that you can control if your life is out of control. Like you could be having problems in your marriage, you could be having problems with your kids, you could be having problems with work and you feel like the only grasp of control that you have is by taking down hella food, right? The reason why this quote unquote sins against you is because you're hurting the temple that God gave you. You are not operating in, your like your spiritual self, your grounded self, which says, which would tell you, I'm satisfied with the portion, the small portion, I'm satisfied and grateful with what God gave me. I don't need to be in excess, right? I don't need to do it in excess. Um, oh, you know, obsessive. Com- um, I'm not a doctor in that in the field, but OCD is kind of like also a gluttonous way, like hoarding. Taking things in, taking more than you need to, buying more than you need to. Um, it can turn into an eating disorder. Um you're eager, like it's like, oh, I need this, I can't get enough. Um you're refusing that God has given you a, a certain amount of something, and you're just needing more. Uh, you feel, you can feel also like you're rewarding yourself, right? It's kind of like, you know how people be like, oh yeah, you know, I got this, you know, uh, promotion at the job. You know, let's go turn up. Then you're going and you're drinking hella much or you're like, let's go eat and you're eating hella much. Now this is not to make you feel bad. This is, gluttony is like, you're doing these things in excess, right? It's habitual. This is not... A once and every once in a while thing like that, but if this is what you do every single time, then you need to kind of like reevaluate why you're uh, doing what you're doing. Um, you you also can um, have a body image that you're not happy with, and if you're not happy with and you're you're depressed about it or you're stressed about it, you eat. You know, you, you you take down too much and you feel like you're feeling yourself up, but what you should be filling yourself up with is um, good godly self-esteem, not food, right? Um, so gluttony can also have to do with other um, material things. Um, you can be a, a glutton with your status, uh, the amount of things that you uh, acquire, um, and those things give you a false sense of control. That's the whole point that I'm making. So solutions, right? Reduce your portions when it comes to food. Only eat till you are satisfied. I mean, eat to what you need to, not just gorge, basically, right? Um, practice gratitude. Say, you know what, God, I'm thankful for what you've given me. I don't need no more What you've given me is enough. Um, Reduce your stress because stress is also what leads to you overeating. So reduce your stress in certain ways. Um, Do that self work. Get counseling if necessary because some people do um, get eating disorders um, from being, you know, having gluttony. Get life a life coach, and last but not least, understand your triggers. If you know that a person is triggering you and then you're like you know you'll go to is food just kind of watch out for that Uh, or don't be around certain people that will trigger you so you don't have to go into that so i hope that kind of gives you guys an idea of gluttony and the reason why um it's a sin against yourself you're hurting yourself you're bringing yourself further away from being healthy mentally physically and spiritually so yeah
0: Thank you, Ms. Go. Thank you for that context on gluttony. Um, uh, I got lust on this one. Um, <laughs> and lust basically is uh an intense desire for something, whether it's sex, money, or power. Um, but in this uh particular uh portion of the episode, I'm gonna focus more on um sexuality. Now it's no secret that um you know, God has given us um the urges to procreate.
1: Yes.
0: Right? It says in this Bible that uh, we should be fruitful and multiply. So the urge is already there for us to procreate. But when we use that as a form of control or form uh, use it as a weapon, so to speak, that's when it becomes sinful. Now, of course, you know, in the in the Christian faith, you know having premarital sex or um, having sex with someone other than your significant others, Th- there's rules and regulations already put in place for that. But when we're talking about more in context with lust, men, we are uh, attracted to what we see. All right. We see a beautiful woman. We desire her. Um, and the rest is history. You know, if, If a man goes out and he meets a a wonderful woman, he goes back and tells his boys, man, I met this this real cute girl. She's she's nice, she's sweet. And the boys are like, Yeah, 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 but what's she look like? Does she have a fat this? Does she have a nice that? So we are I wouldn't say programmed, but we are wired as men to be attracted to what we see. And it's not to say that women ain't either, but more, you know, more men are motivated by the looks and the physique of a woman. And so lust, the the sexual desire to, you know, explore someone's body is there. Now, when it comes to uh, power, uh, when it comes to uh, material things, uh, money, anything that is uh, superficial, there is a high drive to get the best and the highest quality possible. And you will stop at nothing to do so. You, have, you can disrespect somebody. You can uh, screw over someone to get the very best. And your motivation is, I must have it. I got to get it first. I got to get it before anyone else get it. And so you're driven by those biological needs. And by um, what you see uh, is going to, um, you know, encourage you to, to get the very best. So, with lust, is nothing to play with, right? Like I said, it, there's a, a, a physical need for um, intimacy, sexual intercourse, physical touch, all these things. But if we mis- mistreat, the very thing that God has given us as a gift to be able to connect with someone on, on a uh, physical level. You know what I'm saying? And not neglect them spiritually, emotionally, and everything. But you're just driven by how someone looks and what they have, you cannot be surprised by all the negative um, things that comes after that. Because what, let, let's be real about this thing. For a lot of men out there who has no intentions on uh, getting with a woman for a relationship, marriage, or whatever, the hitted and quitted men, once they get what they get from a woman, they're, they're gone and gone on to the next one to repeat the whole uh, process over and over. Now, depending on what their end game is, um, It is going to be almost like an endless cycle. So with lust, we have to be careful about what we put out there as far as what our intentions are. And why do we feel the need to desire sex, power, money, and all these uh, intense um, things that we're, we're trying to obtain? What is the sole purpose of it? And so with the solution for lust, you have to have responsibility and be in control of your own emotions. Mm -hmm. You have to figure out what is the purpose of trying to get these things? What is the purpose of me trying to find sex in a woman? Besides the obvious stuff, like what is the end? Why do I have an intense desire for money? Why do I have an intense desire for power? You have to, once again self-evaluate and figure out why and then is there a way to get it without hurting anyone you can get whatever it is that you want to as long as you don't screw anybody over that can potentially hurt them you can get anything that you want to but you have to be responsible you have to be responsible for yourself and your actions and you have to be responsible for those around you that you're trying to take from. Because once again, if we go back to what I was talking about, greed, you know, that, that's the desire of trying to obtain more than the next person. But with lust, this intense desire could control you and can c- control uh your loved ones and the people that's around you. So be responsible with your actions. Be responsible about um, the feelings of other people. Make sure you have good intentions to obtain the sex, the money, and the power. Don't try to screw anybody over because eventually we all believe in karma is going to come right back to you. And sometimes it's going to be three times worse than what you just put out. Talk to us, Ms. Goff.
1: Oh, man, you're right about that. Lust <laughs> it gets us every time. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take on wrath. Okay, so wrath um, by definition is extreme anger. Extreme, y'all. Um, it is rage. It is a very intense emotional state. Um, it is displeasure of something that happened to you. It is the desire to punish someone in a violent way. Um, it is an anger that has been simmering for a while. Okay. Uh, it triggers the fight or flight response. It is very, very dangerous. It can cause us to take actions that we may regret later. It's very vengeful. It is resentment. Okay. I've had wrath before. And it was not a good feeling. And it came from being hurt and betrayed and uh, lied to, and abandoned. And when I tell you, I had, t- I was swallowing this this pain. Over and over, I was swallowing the grief and it was just going in there and it was turning into anger and I was pressing it down and pressing it down and pressing it down. Okay. And it literally turned into wrath. And I was, I was a ticking time bomb. Okay. And I would go off on people. And I was just like, it was like, let them say that one word. You know what I mean? And. What I. Where I thought. What I thought it was. Was protecting me. I thought it was protecting me. But let me tell you what it was doing. It was killing me. I was having anxiety. I was feeling this. I can't even explain. the What my chest. My heart felt like. It was like. It felt like. Not empty, but it was unexplainable feeling. Unexplainable feeling. And I just broke down to God and was like, God, forgive me for feeling this way. Like, please, I said, I said, God, please take this away. Okay? It did not feel good to be like that. You know? And wrath is is the covering of grief half the time you're grieving you know and it's purely now let me be accountable here okay let me be accountable because I was allowing myself to do this because I wanted to feel like I was protecting myself. That, that's the bottom line. I'm not looking to tell y'all this to feel sorry for me. I'm just giving you what I was going through, what I was feeling. And then what I realized is that I hadn't, I was sinning against myself because I hadn't accepted that life is life and people going to do what they going to do and we all got free will and we've all hurt somebody before and we all need some sort of forgiveness and it was just it's levels okay and it's it's like i don't want to feel this god please take it away and now i have to do things in the healthy way i had to find healthy ways to express my anger And to express my displeasure. And to sometimes realize that I was feeling entitled to certain things that I shouldn't have been feeling entitled for. To even get to the anger. anger, To, you know, to the level of anger. But wrath is dangerous. Because there was times, again, where I would flip off to where, you know, there's like, you know, some people be like, I blacked out or whatever, I was getting there. Like, and you, some people get to the point where they do something that they cannot take back because it it en- wrath engulfs some people. You feel me? People who are filled all this craziness and racism and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, our family members who, who uh, get locked up or women who, end up hurting a significant other because they felt wrath from being cheated on over and over and over, or some people have even gotten abused and they feel this. My whole point is is that you can end up doing something that could hurt you could hurt yourself. You could either hurt another person, you could end up in jail, you could lose your kids. So point being, it's like seek the help you need when you're feeling like this and stop feeling like wrath and 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 gluttony and greed and and uh being the mm-hmm. most lustful person is protecting you it is actually hurting you it is hurting you and that's all I have for that
0: yeah I'll get to I'll, I'll get to sloth in a minute but first I want to be able to comment on uh the things that miss Ghost just said first of all you know I just want to thank you. For you know, being vulnerable and uh, being transparent, and how wrath uh, has related to you, and I'm sure that wrath has resonated with our listeners um, because we've seen countless examples of what wrath is. Mm-hmm. You know, the entire year of 2020, <laughs> we mm-hmm. saw wrath at its purest. The history of this country was built on wrath.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: When it comes to our ancestors or how we've been kidnapped, killed, murdered, put into slavery, you know, almost with all the other sins, with greed, with gluttony mm-hmm. and wrath, and right? Yeah. And, and lust. Yeah. yeah. All right. All that applies. Mm-hmm. But with wrath in particular. Some people feel like it's uncontrollable because they allow their negative emotions To take over their logic. Yes. In the Bible. I'll keep quoting the Bible again. Jesus said that you can be angry. But sin not. Mm -hmm. You cannot use your anger. To justify bad behavior. It cannot be justified. To kill someone. It's not justified to. uh, Bring physical emotional harm. To anybody. To put down anybody. Because you're angry. You have to take responsibility for your actions and for your thoughts and for your um, for your temperament. We get to see these things called Karen's, where you have <laughs> privileged white women everywhere, going into these stores or going to you know public places and just going off on employees, customers, and the like. Because they have that entitlement. I'm a white woman. So therefore, I can say whatever I want, I can do whatever I want, and I can accuse anybody of wrongdoing without with, with any, you know, tangible reason. Right. Hey, you, you stole my phone. Hey, you, you did this. Why? Because I'm just standing here? Because I'm black? Because it takes all the responsibility off of you to do your due diligence in finding out what really happened. (laughs) So we've seen wrath over the past year and a half, right? And I'm not even talking about the civil rights movement and and the murdering of, um, you know, Black people and and Native Americans, you know, the hostile takeover. I mean, it goes deeper than that. Mm -hmm. When people don't have control of their emotions, And it's time to take action. People don't think rationally over anger, they just act out. You don't have time to process what you've seen, what you heard that brought you to anger. You just react. Anger is a regular emotion that all of us have experienced, but we all react to it differently. Okay? Some are more physical, some of is more verbal, whatever. But taking the time to decompress and examine and analyze the reasons behind the anger and then come up with solutions for it. And a lot of times when you do come up with um, the reasons and the solutions for uh, from it, chances are you won't do that again. Because you learn from that. At least a real mature person who takes into their own account of what they need to do to, to, to be better. But not all of us do that. And so with wrath, it, it's, <laughs> it's unfortunately we will not stop seeing wrathful people because, again, being accountable and taking responsibility for their emotions and for their actions is, is almost you know, non-existent because we gave people permission to act out. Feel your feelings, yeah, but not to the point where it hurts you and other people in the process. Don't dilute the message behind that. Don't give people excuses to act angrily. Give them the tools necessary. So they can show better temperament and be able to figure out things in the future. All right. So here's Sloth. Sloth is just basic. Basically, you know, you're lazy. You're unmotivated. You got things that you need to do. There's things that need to get done, but but for whatever reasons, oh, I can get to that later. I can get uh, to that tomorrow. And once again... (laughs) I'm going to bring up last year. Tomorrow's not promised to us, y'all. There's been over, what, 650,000 people that have passed from COVID. Kobe Bryant, at the beginning of the year, took a uh, helicopter flight with his daughter and seven other people. Something that they do routinely all the time, but on that day, it didn't end well. We take life for granted. And so whatever it is that you want to do, that you need to do, you need to get up and get it. And when I'm saying that, I'm speaking to myself first. Mm -hmm. Right? I know there's things that I need to do and need to do better. And there are some urgent things that needs to happen. But just thinking back on the opportunities that I did have, I just said, "Uh, I'll get to it later. I can get to it tomorrow. It'll still be there. But in all the while, the pressure mounds. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The urgency gets more tighter and tighter and tighter. To the point now, I start panicking. Like, oh, crap, it's two weeks already? I should have had that handled three weeks ago. But we have in our minds, the luxury of time. That we have all this abundant time to do stuff that we need to do. And we really just don't have that luxury because we have a lot of things around us. We have countless examples around us that we can't afford to just take life and to take time for granted. Now, shout out to the go-getters, the type A personalities that make this world run. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're up there doing it every day. They're up before God is, getting it done. No excuses, right? They're saying that I can sleep when I'm I'm dead. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? That's their motivation because they're ambitious. They have goals. They are motivated by um, what their beliefs are, what they believe they can be, their contributions to society. They have all this going for them, Right? Your most talented people are the ones who study their craft. Who study the, the very nature of what it is to have hard work. And they become the most judgmental people because they feel like that you need to be doing twice as much as them. I know because I've talked to some people and I've dated some type A personalities and I feel like, hey, I got a good job. You know, I live in a nice area. I'm doing good. No, 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 no. There's more that you can do. Don't just settle for what you're settling for. Strive to be the best. Now, of course, that could be stressful because sometimes it requires you to get out of your comfort zone. And that's okay because getting out of your comfort zone can build character. And people will be influenced by your effort, even if you fail. They'll say, well, at least he tried. It's better for you to fail than not try at all. Right. So there's a sense of satisfaction when it comes to um, being a go-getter. There's a sense of accomplishment. But with sloth, you have all the time in the world. I'll get to it tomorrow. I got time. Or you put it off on somebody else. Here, you can do it. And, and they use excuse, You're better at it than me. <laughs> They'll use that. So people... I'm just saying that as we see on the news all the time, we don't have time as a luxury. We really don't. We can drop dead in the next five minutes. When people keep saying live your life to the fullest, it's not just a slogan. It should be a way of life. But I get it. Sometimes life knocks us down. You know, it gets real grim out here. It gets real discouraging. You know, and here's my story. I tried to pursue uh, certain career changes. I got the door slammed in my face and I got discouraged. I felt like I'll never maximize my potential in a certain area. But then God had to remind me that he didn't create me for that. I thought that, you know, I'm supposed to go a certain way, a certain direction. Like, no, 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 no. You have a bigger person purpose. And it's a reason why people slam the door in your face because it wasn't meant for you in the first place. You thought what you thought was relevant and it really isn't. And that's why it's important for people to find a purpose because you feel more fulfilled in your purpose than what's on paper, right? All your accomplishments on paper, the amount of money that you made, becomes, you know, just an added bonus. But if you're walking in your purpose, if you're doing what you're created to do, there is no one or nothing that can define who you are. And being lazy is just a byproduct of discouragement. You're simply not motivated. If you had a lot of things going for you all at the same time, you will be even motivated because it's called positive reinforcement. You're getting something good for doing something good. And it keeps you going. The first time something bad happens to you, you get knocked down to the ground. And you be like, oh, God, how am I supposed to recover from this? And God have to speak to you, son, daughter. Do you know why I created you? Do you know what your purpose is? Must I remind you of how far you came? And must I show you where you're trying to go? But because you're leaning to your own understanding, you keep bumping your head, you keep tripping over stuff and not going where you're supposed to go. And you're wondering why you keep failing. Don't let failure be the reason for you to be lazy. Don't think uh, someone else is supposed to live the life that you're supposed to live for yourself. You got to put in the work. If you don't like your situation now, put in the work. Find out what is your purpose. Why are you here? Why did God God install um, all those attributes in you? Give you the tools necessary to be Successful. But because you let someone say something to do something to you, if you let circumstances get in your way, you'll never amount to what you're supposed to be doing. And that's sloth in a nutshell. Miss Go, what you got?
1: So I'm an end. N- <laughs> Man, let me tell you. <clears throat> Is a feeling of discontent or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. Man, y'all, um, society, and I'm telling you, social media—it it literally thrives on causing. I mean, we we are accountable for our own feelings. But it literally pushes us being envious of each other's life, right? But, um, envy is just basically you're, you're just so dissatisfied with your own circumstance because of what you see someone else has have going on, right? And it causes you to feel insecure. And you then feel invisible or not validated. Um, your ego is bruised, and and you just wishing you have what someone else has. Now, there has been points in my life, because you know, I'm I'm real transparent, okay? And I've actually talked to Joel about this a couple of weeks ago. There's been points in my life where I, I don't feel jealous of other people. Like, I, I love myself, right? Um, The envy comes in where I felt like, well, why is this person getting this when I am doing A, B, and C? You feel me? But it's still not good. It's still not good to even be comparing yourself to what someone else has going on or what someone else is doing or what someone else looks like or how much somebody some money somebody has um, how many women or men they have we should not be in the business of comparing because what that says on a level of sinning against yourself is you're not satisfied with who God made you to be and that's the point if you're focused solely on the outside of yourself And what someone else has or how somebody else looks, that means you're not accepting the gifts that God gave you. You're not accepting. It's just a fact of not accepting to keep it all the way real. And um, we want, and I I suffered, I suffered with physical insecurity. I still have some physical insecurities, but I suffered with a heavy physical insecurity and it's just, I I just really had to really talk to God and like help him help me figure out how can I accept something that I just don't like about myself. Now I ain't going to go get, I talked about this in previous podcasts, but I'm not going to go get surgery. You feel me? I ain't there with it, but it's like, Lord, how can I accept something that I just know I don't like? And you know what? God blessed me to come across something that I read that resonated within my heart. And it was that once you realize for myself, if it's, you know, a physical um, attribute, once you realize that your physical self, your, your, your face or your butt or your whatever is not tied to your true worth, then that will, it will cause you to just relax and breathe like no matter what. If you if if you feel like oh I'm ugly or whatever I'm not on this level of where I want to be or I have some physical uh, you know problem or whatever the bottom line is is it's not your worth you are worth what God says you're worth you follow it's kind of like you're special he gave you life you are here for a reason. And the reason ain't, if you if you just gonna bank your looks as your worth, you gonna go downhill because the most beautiful people got insecurities. All these people talking about the Kardashians, this, you know how much surgery them women got and they still ain't satisfied? So that'll let you know that clearly no amount of money can, can equate to what God says your worth is. So you really gotta go back, like Joel said, find out what your purpose is. Figure that out live in gratitude, focus on your own plan, your own garden, water your own garden. You know, for me, because I'm a real ass person, for me, I'll get swagged up, okay? I dress to the 9, 10, and 11. Okay, I, I might not be a 10 as far as physically, but honey, when I tell you I do what I need to do for myself to make myself feel good, as far as on a physical level, because I'm not here to front, we're not walking around as spirits, we still want to feel good about ourselves. But I'm saying don't tie it to your worth. You know, and so envy is something that we, we have to literally unplug from the matrix. And I say that because if you are on social media and you scrolling all day on Instagram and you seeing this beautiful person and you seeing this TikTok and this real uh, on there and then you looking on Facebook and somebody got a story about how they traveling with they boo and it's just, we're constantly bombarded. Our brains are constantly bombarded with images of what we might wanna have, right? And so we need to unplug and we need to go within, no pun intended. We need to go within and figure out the direction of our own lives and what, and calm down that thirst to be something that we're not, to be someone that we're not and drink a cup of humility. And, and last but not least, our body is miraculous. If you want to tie your worth to something, Tie it to the fact that your body is running regardless of what you do. You're breathing without you even having to try. Okay, I've said this before, and I'll keep pressing it into your mind that the level to be grateful for is for what you need. You need a reason, you're breathing. Your ears work because you're listening to this podcast. You can see. It's so many things to focus on other than somebody else's life. Um that it's 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 beyond what we could ever be show our gratitude to the Lord for. And um I'll end there as far as envy is concerned.
0: We did it Must go. We was able to fit all six <laughs> of these uh deadly sins, you know. We, we was thinking about how can we unpack this in under an hour, really 45 minutes, but we went over a little bit, but that's okay. I'm just, you know, glad that we was able to do this. And uh, you know, we put our heads together and, and brought um our audience some um uh substantial content that they can um you know take with them uh wherever they go. Folks, I hope you enjoyed uh this episode of Unisexual Healing. Please follow us on Instagram. I'm gonna do and, it again.
1: Uh... I'ma do it again. I don't know why I keep doing this the last last final word final word okay with all these sins y'all with all these sins that that we're either practicing or we're falling victim to or whatever the goal of if you want to call it the ultimate force the energy the opposition of God the opposition to our greatness seeks to cause us to want to escape it's called escapism Okay, it's the tendency to seek distraction and relief from the unpleasant reality. Okay, that's escapism. From pride on down, everyone we just listed, you're trying to escape the reality of yourself. And that is why we need to make sure. That we consistently go within, we consistently check ourselves, we consistently check into check in with God, so that we don't escape our spirit and leave our spirit hanging and leave our true hearts hanging and our true nature. So I just wanted to make sure that I that I closed with that because escapism is kind of like almost a new religion. You're finding every way to distract yourself from your true being. And I'm sorry I had to interrupt you. I
0: just wanted to. No, 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 no. Let let them lead you. Let them lead you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Like I said, uh, please follow us on Spotify and our official Instagram page at unisexual underscore healing. For Mr. Go Within, I'm Joe Alexander. We want to say God bless you. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Peace.
1: Peace.